Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Top 5 Movies. I'm John Burke, and with me as always is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hi, Diddleo. And this week, in honor of Good Boys, the uh, the new movie starring Jacob Tremblay um, that's connected to Seth Rogen in some way, uh, we're looking back at our favorite child actor performances in what we're calling our Top 5 Forever Young. Um, again, these are uh, going to be our favorite child performances in a movie. Uh, we left child to be ambiguous. Um, legally speaking, it's uh, actor or actress who was under 18 when they were in the role, but we could have interpreted that any way we'd like. Um, before we get started, how are you guys doing? I identify as a child. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> you know, we could have gone a different direction, too. We could have gone worse child performances, because there oh. are some stinkers oh, out there, right? Oh, that would have been really good. Yeah. Or you could have gone top five forever young performances in Mel Gibson's Forever Young. Yes, that would have been a very obscure one. Um, I have seen that movie. Uh, Corey, have you seen Forever Young? I have not. It's not so good. Um, <laughs> Great. Top, top but I'm not five performances out. in Rod Stewart's video for Forever Young. That I don't know that I have seen. Um, that's not, Oh, wait, I know the song now. I had to like hum it in my head for a second, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I do know that song. Not sure Top I've seen the video. Five performances in the music video for Forever Young by Alphaville. Okay, we're getting more obscure. That's your MO. <gasps> Come on, you've wa- oh, you've watched you've watched Napoleon Dynamite. You know this song. Ah, uh, okay, I do, but I don't know the artist, which is not surprising. In fact, uh, um... Mike and I work for the same system again uh, for our jobs, and we were at a, a meeting a couple of weeks ago where like all the schools get together. And uh, Mike, I don't know if you remember our video, but I was told what to make. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, and, me too. <laughs> uh, well, mine was easier. Um, I just had to take pictures of things on walls, so it was like, you know, at my convenience kind of thing. But I was also told to play that song I chose, which is uh, "Teach Our Children Well" from Crosby, Stills, oh, Nash yeah, and yeah. Young. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, okay. when I got the email with that song, I was like, I don't know what that is. <gasps> then I heard it, and I'm like, okay, I have heard this, uh, but I'm very uh, unfamiliar with them as artists, right? Like, I, I, I know I've heard the band's name. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know okay. who they are. I know who I mean, Young like is. If, if, if they were eating dinner in the same restaurant as me, I would be like, <gasps> it's one of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I, well, I, Neil Young. Neil Young. I'll this is the funny Neil thing. Young. So that was a, like uh, a week ago, and then this week I got a screener for uh, David Crosby. Remember my name documentary, <laughs> um, and so I just it's watched it Matrix. last night. I watched it two nights ago, and he's it bald, was, right? With a big mustache and longish hair. Well, he's all gray now. Um, still very stringy, long hair. Uh, but yeah, I do yeah, nothing. Okay. The documentary is really compelling. Um, it's playing in Orlando now, uh, but I was um, I was shocked at how intimate it was. Like how revealing because his he's really troubled like david crosby was like the Mm. black sheep of the group um Mm. and like in the 90s i think it was the 90s he gets arrested for like 
drug uh, drug possession and stuff and he gets sentenced like three years in jail like it's real bad um and then even now like like his relationship with the other members of crosby stills and nash and young are are destroyed basically okay tenuous Um, yeah and like he's very candid about it and i I was really shocked at how honest and, and heartfelt it was um you know the movie really deals with like regret and and obviously with the you know addiction and whatnot it i was i was surprised and it, i just always find that so odd when like you're very unfamiliar with a topic and then you suddenly become familiar with it and then it's just like everywhere because i mean it was literally days later that it was like hey watch this documentary i'm like all right it's the, it's the matrix it's the fbi agents listening in right now as we speak yeah ex- exactly so um but uh you know, we missed an episode a couple weeks ago. We weren't able to get together and talk about our spinoffs, although I did just do a quick list of my favorite spinoffs um, just so that there was something. Uh, but um, this week, I wasn't sure because uh, we're back into the swing of things, and I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm sure you're a little overwhelmed. Um, Corey, I think you're, you're often overwhelmed just, you know, day to day. Me as a person, yeah, just so. in general. Is that how I come across to everybody? No, no. <laughs> okay, if, it's like I'm going to have to work on my personal. I'm going to have to really work on that. What? What if she's really just underwhelmed and has <laughs> been hiding it this whole time? She's just like, I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. Um, you I all have suck. A <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't, I have a question though, because yeah. I was really busy at work today and I was working hard and I was just busy the whole day. But I was she, bored out of my mind. Do she you wants guys to know who like David that? Crosby is. I know who David Crosby yeah. is. <laughs> I thought um, that was your question. When you're working, no. when you're working really hard, and yet you still feel like what you're doing you're, isn't very fun, kind of thing. Well, it's just I'm bored. I'm like busy, but I don't know. I, I get that know. way uh, with like lesson planning. I don't get that way with my my day job when I'm actually like teaching the content. But when I'm, like, mm-hmm. trying to, like, okay, I'm going to sit down and do all this paperwork, I get that way for sure. I get uh, super ADD, and I, I, I fiddle. Like, I will pick up anything mm-hmm. and be like, this is more interesting. Um, so, yeah, I definitely – I can make three hours of work last, like, ten hours because I'm just like, nope, not doing this. Yeah. No. That's, yeah. And, but I wouldn't say it's so much boredom, at least where I'm at. I think kind of go – like, if I were at the school I was before – uh, as I'm interacting with classes, it wouldn't be boring. I would never, no, never. No, that would yeah, never agreed be. completely. Uh, that's that's the furthest because always there's always something. But a meeting, mm. oh, okay, perfect, perfect mm-hmm. example, perfect example, perfect example. Because I know I was, must have been exhausted, and if you don't know, because we don't talk about my sleep habits here, but we're just you know we're gonna go the David Crosby route. And go really intimate, and then right. just share. So you know, some days because my kids, you know, I feel badly for them. My previous students, they had to get on the bus at four, you know, or four thirty to get to school before six forty-five formation. And Whoa. and yeah, yeah. And so I would share with them. Yeah, I feel your pain because you know I might get three or four hours of sleep, which comes in really badly during a staff meeting. Mm-hmm. And I know it was bad one day because I could feel it, and I could just kind of. And it must have been particularly bad this day because next thing I know is I get I'm getting a text, which I'm like, oh, do I look at this phone during? I'm just gonna look at it. And someone had sent me from across the room because they're looking. They got a straight shot at me. The the drowsy boo gif. 
where oh. she's just and then then all of a sudden they put right under you and I'm like you right Uh-oh. you right because <laughs> that was me that was me in the meeting I was you know, well I wasn't costumed or anything mm-hmm. but I was just kind of uh, okay and then well, coming back and then like coming back and then that was I mean it was right on I mentioned the meeting where I showed we I had that video but um it that's like a it's not a school it's not at a school it's at a, a local church and they like bring us all in and so the pastor of the church does a prayer and i've i mean he's done it every year and i've been with this system for eight uh well really 13 since i've been teaching basically i've done i've been to like a lot of these meetings every year this was the longest prayer i can remember him doing um and I, we had uh, open house the night before so i didn't get home till really late and i was Oof. at work all day and we, the, the, this meeting's real. I was dozing during the prayer, like not, and I feel awful. But it's it's really early in the morning, like it's seven thirty. And his prayer was great. It was not him, but my eyes were closed, and it's it's they're closed for way too long. And I I could feel myself drifting. I'm like, this is not good. This is not okay. Dark. Are um, you praying or but, sleeping? But yeah, so that that was uh that was not so good. I think uh, I saw I think I saw you because I'm like. I'm peeking. I'm like, is it? Oh no, it's not over. Okay, is it? Oh no, oh, dude, okay. I dipped out at the uh, raffle this year, which I've never done. But you missed, you missed out on some prizes. I'm sure there's too many prizes. They've done that like the last three years. It, it takes like an hour and a half to give out I all did. the door prizes, I and I just I was, was like, just, I, I really had stuff wanted to that do. air fryer. I wanted that. Oh well, yeah, uh, I had stuff to do too. But we had another meeting right after that meeting. Oh god, that led into another meeting. So, oh. um. But I really wanted that air fryer because I think it was bigger mm. capacity than one I have. Well, what you know, prompted it goes, me? It goes. It goes to eleven. When I came in, they didn't have the raffle tickets at the door. I came in, and I was oh. like, you know what? I'm going to take this as a sign. I'm not going to get a ticket. And when they start, I'm just going to get up and leave. But when it started, I got nervous because I didn't want to be the only one like to get up and leave. So I sat there for a few minutes, and one of my coworkers, who's a real like cheerleader, you know, like everybody, let's let's be pumped up. Um, she was like come on y'all we got to get positive so that we can win some stuff and i was like well if we're getting positive i guess i should go and i got up and left and i think i freaked her out <laughs> like i think she thought i left because she said that and i was like oh. that was my plan the whole time was i was waiting for like the right moment to leave and i think i picked correctly so uh co-worker if you're listening i apologize if i freak you out um but it was funny when i was walking down the stairs i was laughing to myself and i'm like i think i just freaked her out a bit um how will they know i wonder who now i've got my own guesses who that is but i've got we have i have amazing coworkers. like i i do i love my job i'm very blessed uh to be where i'm at especially that i've been there for so long because i i've had some great people come and go mind you i've there's some people i wish still worked with me but the ones that we do have are excellent although i've taught long enough now that my students are now my coworkers. And it's getting kind of weird. <laughs> but, oh, interesting. Um, yeah, that I, is I, weird. Like five come in this year. Uh, five new Ooh. teachers that were either at the school when I was the yearbook advisor or that I actually taught. So it's um, it's not bad. It's really cool because some of them were great kids. Uh, none of them were bad kids, like or at least not to my knowledge. But, I mean, like some of them I had good relationships with when they were in my class. And now it's just like, hey, just we pick up where we left off, I assume. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not running into that problem. However, however, uh, some of my coworkers were born when I graduated high school, so that's the other problem. Oh. I had to give a talk to our freshmen about social media. That's, that's kind of become my designated thing is, like, I introduce, like, our policy on social media and try to encourage. Social media is great, but be careful with how you use it. And I make I've, – I've done this for three years, and I've, I always make some jokes, you know, to light in the air. And um, usually I make a – 
I'm like, one of the questions I ask, and they raise their hands, like, uh, who uses Snapchat? And they raise their hand. Who uses Facebook? And only a few raise their hand because, you know, Facebook's for old people now. And then I make a joke. I'm like, who uses MySpace? And in the past, they would laugh and be like, MySpace? Now they don't even know what that is because they're that young. <laughs> like, it's that old of a, of a software that most of them are completely oblivious to what MySpace is. And I'm like, I realized that this year. I'm like, this joke doesn't work at all anymore, does it? You guys don't even know who Tom is. Like, it's just not a thing. So, um, yeah, getting old, guys. Getting old uh, kind of sucks. But nonetheless, we're here not to talk about age in the old direction we're talking in the other direction the young people who bless the silver screen with their talents early on some will go on to be great adult actors others will fall into obscurity and even others will fall into a sad life of drug addiction and early death and that is tragic but they will remain forever young on the big screen and on dvd and such so without any further ado let's get into our top five list um, if you've never listened to the show before, these lists are made in secret. This is us revealing our list to each other, but we've been doing this for a while now, so sometimes we make good guesses as to what we might talk about, and I have a feeling this list will be like that, but we like to have freedom to say whatever we want, so Corey. Guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about these movies probably in great detail. You can go to burkreviews.com and check out each of our top five lists. Now, you've been I, warned. Uh, this week, Mike's going to go first. I'm second. Corey's third. I am confident that I know one of Mike's, unless he purposely removed it because I taunted him that I knew one of his already. <laughs> um, I know one of huh. yours. Yeah, probably. And yeah, I'm, I would not be surprised if you guys can guess all five of mine. Um, although, there's been some I've thought of after the fact, but I have not changed my list, which is rare. Usually I change it multiple times. This time I've, I made it, and I'm like, I, I do honestly believe these are my top five, even if they're a little predictable. Um, but I went with it anyways. Although I keep thinking of more, and I'm like, crap, maybe I should have thought it, but... Um, nonetheless, uh, we like to wager, Corey and I like to wager how many of Mike's movies we may have seen. Um, I'm confident I let you go first last time, so if it's okay, I'm going to go first. Yeah. I'm going to only go with one, because I feel like the one is on there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with two. Oh. Uh, okay, well, what if, what if the one you think is on there is not on there? Does that null and void you? No. If I, if I, if I've seen one, I think I still get it, but... Uh, if I nail it, um, I th- uh, how about this? It, I know which – I think you know which one I think it is. I think it's also going to be number one. So if I get it spot on, if it's one, one, and one, I get double nothing because this is really just a pointless gesture. But <laughs> – <laughs> Well, we've you know we've been saying that we're going to set something up. No, we need to make to. it worth something. But so far, what what number is this? Oh God, uh, one thirty four or something like that. Uh, yeah. So uh, over the span of coming up on three years, give or take, one thirty three. Okay. Um, we should have some sort of you know Marvel has the no prize. We have you should have something. Mm. The the Burke beard. We oh I have to shave it I'm not doing that oh because then what would Corey do like that's the thing it has to be between me and Corey um Corey would glue a beard on for a month no um but then I'd really never leave my house I really feel like you ZZ top beard ZZ top beard all the time and I shave every day I have to shave every day because my commandant from my one school said if you don't shave every day you're a loser so I shave every two to three days and I Uh am okay with being a loser baby. Um, that said, for now, we will have to come up with something and actually maybe track who wins each week, because that's the other thing. I have no clue how many times I've won or lost, uh, this wager, but it's fun for us. 
um, on the episode at least. So we'll find out what happens. Mike, you get to start us off. What is your number Wait, five? Where did Corey bet? Oh, she said two. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's odd for me uh, that this one's the 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 one that I have the most notes on, and uh, maybe the order should have been flipped. But there's something to be said about an actor that can hold their own against the likes of veterans, veteran actors like um, Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, and the true surprise for oh. me that Anguri Rice uh, is at number five because I mean she's just perfectly precocious in 2016's The Nice Guys. Uh, it's another. There's another film of hers that's on my watch list now. Yeah, um, I had the same thing. Uh, the These Final Hours. Uh, I cannot find it. It's Australian. Mm. Uh, has to do with the end. The, it's an apocalyptic drama of some sort. Uh, because I kind of follow, you know, follow the rabbit, the, the breadcrumbs, the trails, and found it. But since I hadn't watched that one, the nice guys I have watched, and I'm sure I would have remembered it on my own. And you know, the thing about it is, like, uh, being a dad and you being a dad. Sorry, Corey, you're not a dad. You're a ma'am. Um, it, it's just interesting how her father could just her letter casually be privy to everything that she ends up going through. I mean, so, so uh, a bunch of it is not necessarily uh, because of his doing, but it's she's actively seeking out what he's up to. And, and then just this is a breakthrough performance. I think we need to see more of her. I know we've seen her in Homecoming. Did she show up in Far From Home? Cause she I has really a much bigger part in Far From Home. Okay, okay, uh, which is good. She deserves yes. it. And she she just by this role alone that's why i really want to watch uh, these final hours because uh, i'm curious she's a much young couple years younger so that's my one i'm sure you didn't figure would be on but we've talked about that before Actually, and I, I really I, like it she almost made my list and i i i've only seen the nice guys in its entirety once but i i loved it when i saw same. it same um and in she fact, was go ahead she was great in it mm-hmm. oh yeah big Definitely. time I mean, um, I mean, I mean, to, to be able to, like I said, to stand, stand uh, uh, up to, uh, and be Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling are no, and she, the scene she has with them just goes so well, and she's an integral part of them. Yeah, um, for sure, and I mean, she gets major story beats in that movie. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice Guys was fantastic. Uh, I will. She, um. I don't want to say much from Far From Home, but what she gets to do in Far From Home is some of the best comedy in the movie. Um, oh, cool! So it's super. Like they really use her a lot because she's barely in Homecoming. Like she's like a peripheral right. character, uh, major character from the comics. Um, good friend of Peter Parker in the comics, but in Homecoming she doesn't get used very much. Uh, they definitely used her a lot, lot more. Um, and uh, I've also not seen the, the other movie from as like when she was younger, but I did see the Beguiled, the Sofia Coppola remake. Um, Ooh, I need to watch that. I I don't remember her in it. Like I definitely I saw it. It wasn't a movie that really clicked for me in a lot of ways. It's interesting, um, but I think she's like one of the younger middle children in that movie because it's really Kirsten Dunst and. Um, uh, the other fanning, L fanning, um, that are like the the lead females with Nicole Kidman. Um, uh, it's a really could, big cast, but could we agree that Krista, Kirsten Dunst's performances with Sofia Coppola have probably been the best? Oh yeah, oh yeah, without question. Um, because also Virgin Suicide, she's amazing. Oh jeez, that's just yeah. Um, definitely. 
And I like her in Midnight Special, but she's not in it a lot. That's the Jeff Nichols movie. Um, and Marie Yeah. Antoinette. I've not seen oh, Marie Antoinette. Man. I need to watch that again, but she definitely fits into that role. Uh, Midnight Special, she wasn't given a whole lot to do, though. No, she wasn't, but I think the scenes she gets are really well done compared because she's a lot of times she's always kind of big, like overacting, and and she's really gets to be kind of quiet and normal in Midnight Special, and she is with Michael Shannon and Joel Edgerton who are amazing and a really great child actor uh, whose mm-hmm. name has changed. Um, he was, uh, I always forget his name. He's in it. Um, it's Jacob. It was Jacob something now it's Jaden Martell but he used to be hmm. uh Jacob Liebermeyer I think was his name but he's hmm. recently changed it um so uh and he's in a couple of movies that I like he is an honorable mention for me though he did not make my top five so with that ah. let's head into my top my top five with my number five uh one who um I've gone back to this movie tons and tons of times and I always find his performance to be just incredible and he's done a few other movies as a child actor that were I think they got mocked but I think the performance is still really good but I'm going with Haley Joel Osment from The Sixth Sense the M. Night Shyamalan film um, because I see dead people too uh, no I don't what? that would be terrifying but, uh, but okay <laughs> yeah no I don't uh, thank goodness but I, I just every time you watch that movie his performance is such a standout and such a breakthrough um, I did recently watch AI Artificial Intelligence. A very different performance. Oh, heartbreaking. Uh, but yeah, and I think he's excellent in it as well. So I, I think I, you could go either way with him. Um, unfortunately, his adult career has not been so good. Uh, he's, <laughs> you he's might struggling. want to rephrase that. <laughs> his adult... His acting his career, career as an adult yeah, as an, yeah, has not been so good. Um, <laughs> sorry, yes. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, you know, he he did Tusk, which I think he's fine in Tusk. Uh, I, I like Tusk more than most people. Um, I still don't. It's not my favorite Kevin Smith movie by any means. Um, I have. Uh, he's in the um, Ted Bundy movie with uh, the extremely wicked, oh, incredibly. Oh yeah, that's right. Shockingly, evil, I don't. It's such a weird title, but uh, he's in that. He's solid in that too. Um, but man, his performances that he did as a kid are just so outstanding. Um, it's hard to to not include him on this. I know he's probably one of the most obvious ones um, because you know he got he had such a breakout performance. I I don't remember if he was nominated for an Oscar, but I know there was a lot of talk about him getting nominated, which they don't like to do. They don't usually give Oscars to kids because you know they're kids. They haven't earned it yet. They haven't paid their dues yet. But uh, his performance was so good that it oh uh, he was nominated but they put him as a supporting role which is bullcrap like i'm sorry that's a lead role in that movie uh so that's that was the studio saying there's no way he's gonna win um for for uh lead but maybe he could win for supporting but he did get a nomination so that's crazy they don't do that for children very often um but when i think of child actors uh He's that performance is one I will never forget, and I think holds up. I think The Sixth Sense is still a really solid film. I think it does a, a lot of great stuff, and that performance is outstanding. So, it's my number five. Yeah, definitely would agree. Um, AI is a heartbreaking role role mm-hmm. that he plays, and just that whole end the end scene is just whew, 
yeah. uh, Forrest Gump. I, for, I always forget that he oh, plays. Oh yeah, that's li- right. Li- little Forrest. Little Forrest. Little Forrest. Yeah, I do too. There's a few actors in that movie I forget are in that movie. You know, um, but that yeah, that's definitely one I I often forget about. But uh, Corey, you may not have anything to add, I guess. So I I like that movie. I watched it again a couple years ago, I think. And I felt like you were going to say something about him crying on screen. I was waiting for that. <laughs> mm. Like, I know that's a big... Oh, it is. You know. I, I don't remember it being bad. No, 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 no. Okay. I thought it was good. It was natural. He's just like, I don't know. I think um, that's I why. Because just... the performance is just so believable. Like, especially given the supernatural, unbelievable nature of the story, it mm-hmm. feels so real and grounded. Um and that's what's so impressive about him is it like i yeah i'm scared with you kid like i'm terrified of what you're going through oh man well that's my number five uh let's go to Corey's. okay um not john's favorite movie but i couldn't leave off kirsten dunst as claudia an interview with a vampire from 1994. I knew this one would be on your list because this one I scrolled past <laughs> it a couple times. I was like, uh, you know, when uh, I was researching. Just gonna talk about it. Um, I feel like some, probably most of the kids on my uh, list, I feel like, are having to kind of navigate through an adult world. Mm, um, yeah. You know, and I feel like it's really hard to, I guess, be believable. And I just think that her frustration and anger in this movie, that she wasn't even supposed to exist, and it drives a wedge between Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise's character, and I... I feel like this... I do love her work with Sofia Coppola... Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this was such a, I don't know, it was a big role. Uh, sure. You and were saying she's like over at the top. Who directed, uh, oh, not that. Never mind, I just had a brain for it. Never mind. I take it back. Mm. Hmm. Um, the stenographer is going to have to take all that back. Now. Yes. Uh, edit. Mark the time. Cut. <laughs> remove. All right. Oh, no. So that's my number five. It, I've been listening to another podcast, and I, it, let's see, I'm they have like two hundred some episodes, and I'm more than halfway caught up. Almost, I want to be. But once I get caught up, I don't know what I'll do. And they strictly stick to horror, except for the one-offs that April Fools' ones they do. And this was one they covered recently, and I think they wavered in and out between loving and hating it. Uh, but what I think they came to a consensus about Kirsten Dunst here. I mean, she's a small child and doomed to spend eternity that way and kind of just dives into this revel- just very fer- feral, uh, just killing left and right and having to be trained that, you know, you can't do this and ultimately wanting to grow up and it's not ever going to be able to because yeah. of what they did I saw what they selfishly did uh, yeah. Louis and, and Lestat are just cads of the highest sort and I think that comes with vampirism 
and it's, uh, I, I'm sorry. I know you one of you wanted to say something. Oh, I, I even just like one of the scenes that sticks with me the most is when she is throwing a tantrum and she tries mm-hmm. to cut her hair, <laughs> and she's it comes right back and just her absolute and, and these cute little curls, by the way. <laughs> yeah, great hair, but you know I just think that she did such a great job as much as i'm not a fan of the movie as a whole i do think that part of the story is probably the most interesting thing the movie does because i never really thought about that with like the idea of once you're turned you're forever that age because that's terrifying you know like um and horrible yeah which of course then let the right one in deals with that um exclusively (laughs) in a way that's way more interesting and now i'm thinking god there's another child after i didn't think about um, uh, oh, I thought about her. I thought about her, but I just I, there's so many other picks. There are so many, um, um, for sure. I mean, to be truthful, though, who who converts? Who is it? Stephen Ray, at the age he is, to be doomed to be stuck that. I mean, I don't yeah. want to be turned into a vampire at the age I am. I want. Uh, let's see. I, well, probably when I was 19, which uh, was way long ago. 22. I think that's the right one. I was thinking like 23, yeah. Yeah, like you got to be at least legal drinking age, you know? Um, oh, that doesn't matter to me. You're at, well, I guess it doesn't matter for the vampires because depending on the lore, they can't drink anything outside of blood anyways. But, you know, just the idea. Ah, uh, see? Um, see? Depending on where you're taking the lore from, of course, some, some I do. I bet you they're down with Bloody Marys. Boom. All right, <laughs> and with that, let's go to Mike for number four. <laughs> Wow. All right. I mean, I can see it happening. All right. So this one was another not too difficult pick for me. Uh, Most of these were really easy. I got ran into some difficulty with the top couple. We want once you see my honorable mentions, you'll see why some of these my honorable mention list is quite large. But I'll fly through it later. Um, I went with our old friend Christopher Nolan, and. I chose because this stuck out with me and I remember showing on one of those odd days where I had one or two kids we got to pick and it was a toss up between this one and the arrival or okay. not no I'm sorry arrival not the arrival not yeah the yeah don't show that one <laughs> yeah, no, no 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 they'll, they'll dislike me well they might dislike me but anyway the point is is I went with Mackenzie Foy uh, from Interstellar as um, young Murph Murph okay. young Murph and this is a kid who, I mean, at, at the point they are in the story and our world is at where they're literally disavowing the moon landing and anything related to the space program because that's building up. They want us to be more grounded as people and, you know, taking educational opportunities away from very competent children because we need competent farmers. And, you know, that's really the thing with Matthew McConaughey's character. He was he's now a farmer but wasn't originally and just to see the pain and heartbreak and that's even as as she you know you know why he her dad has to do what he has to do and just she i felt i just felt her pain and just felt it was just again just going back to Haley's own it's so heartbreaking and it's so believable and so natural and what was she let's see that was 2014 she's 19 so she was 14 Hmm. And you know that's that's pretty. And what's crazy to me as I read her bio, um, there's a little girl in one of the classes because now I'm at an elementary school, and I didn't realize that Mackenzie Foy played Renesmee. 
in the Twilight. Did you guys know that? I didn't no. know this. No. And, and okay, so I'm glad I'm not the only one because I didn't follow it. But I know the name. I knew where that came from. And and as the the, the teacher is meeting the child, that that's the name. And uh, my ears went over. And that's the what the teacher went with right away. And the parents are looking like at her like they had no idea what Twilight is. That just must have come up with this. Maybe the Matrix fed that name to them or something. Man. It's weird. But yeah. Mackenzie Foy and Interstellar, one of those. I'm up to, I don't know how many, six, seven times watching Endgame. Interstellar is the same way I could watch over and over. Yeah. I love Interstellar. I'm a big Nolan fan. Um, I guess my my memory is definitely heavier on the adults in the movie um especially mcconaughey uh which that's where we spend so much time with mcconaughey i our friend of the show uh brendan saw this saw interstellar in the theater i think 12 times if i remember correctly oh jeez! wow it's like one of his all-time favorite movies and i loved it i saw it in the theater once and then i i taught it the year it came out on blu-ray like so the next year I, i bought it and i taught it in class um, so I watched it at least three times there. So I've seen it at least four or five times, but it has been a while, and it's it's about time for a rewatch. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely and, a solid pick. I mean, it's, I, I can see it's valid focusing on the adults. However, I mean, his relationship with her is oh, yeah. pivotal to definitely most of the story. Yeah, and I wasn't saying that as like a counter to your pick. It was more like why I didn't pick hers because when I think about the movie, what I'm remembering is him um more so than her so like i can't remember her performance to judge it um oh but oh oh and matt damon's a total d-bag anyway <laughs> and so we gotta <sighs> stop spending Freaking money matt- to save matt damon yeah stop just let him die oh she's also Whatever in the nutcracker movie <laughs> huh she was oh. in the nutcracker in the four realms from last year oh, um, oh, oh yeah, yeah i never saw missed, it but i missed that one yeah i missed yeah, that one yeah. I heard it wasn't very good, but not because of her. Uh, um, and she's in The cool. Conjuring. Yes, she's in The Conjuring. Um, that was another couple of child actors in that one that I debated. Um, Joey King. Joey yeah, King and her. Also in The Conjuring. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Uh, well, I don't know. Corey, do you have anything to add before we move to my four? Good pick. It breaks my heart when she won't say goodbye to her dad when he's leaving. Yes. And then she yeah. never sees him again. Yep. Well, is, that's not true. Well, <gasps> yeah. Spoiler. When we, she's we like 900 years old. Sorry. Yeah. And um, good actress playing her, Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's Jessica Chastain. Remember, Chastain yeah. oh, is yeah. the middle Murph. Um, yes. So, middle Murph. Middle Murph. Um, middle Murph, old Murph, young Murph. <laughs> Smurf. Murph. Oh, All right. We're getting Welcome to my number to four. Mur- Welcome to Murph. I have a feeling that this one, this is not the one I feel confident is on Mike's list, but it's definitely one I think is on Mike's list. Um, I'm going with, uh, for number four, Daphne Keene from Logan, to, uh, the 2017 film. Um, here's here's the thing. Daphne Keene doesn't get to talk much in Logan, and that is what makes this performance so outstanding because she conveys so much with so little and that is hard for adult actors to nail and she nails it um and you can give credit to mangold if you want as the director but you put a lot of kids in that role and they can't do it and she not only is able to do the drama 
she's able to do the action sequences and be believable like how hard is it for a young girl to look ferocious and she nails it and i i've logan is a movie i think i've only watched in its entirety once and i i, I remember it so vividly because it was so i'm such a fan of of the wolverine as a character like i've i've read comics i i used to read the x-men comics i watched the cartoons when i was a kid i've seen all the x-men movies um this one i immediately bought uh, and it was not just because of how great hugh jackman is and how great the story is but because of all of the performance with keen being a highlight um i am looking forward to seeing her pop up in some other stuff so far that has not really happened um she's she's in some things that are supposed to be pending but yeah she's not done anything else and I don't know if that's by choice. Um, I hope it is because I can't imagine why she's not being cast in everything because she was so good in Logan. She absolutely, I totally agree. And when she did finally speak, I'm like, oh, she speaks Spanish, and I didn't. I realized she's going off. Yes, and oh, she does because she's she's British, British, uh, British Spanish, I believe, like from Spain, if I recall correctly. Um, she is attached to. Um, his Dark Materials uh, HBO series, oh. which is uh, uh, off the Golden Compass, which the Golden Compass didn't do well, but did not. the uh, the bits I've seen that HBO has teased look amazing, and I really want that to do well, even though I don't have an HBO su- subscription. It would be nice to have that. And a uh, good try, nice try, nice try. She's not on my list. I'm just telling you now. Oh, okay. um, but as difficult uh, to say. There, uh, again, this is a. You cannot teach how she did, how she performance, and how the how she got through. That's not. That just comes. I don't know. I don't know how that. Yeah. They, uh, she was like wow and. The crazy, the other crazy part to me is this is Man, Mangold is the other guy that's re, the director responsible for Wolverine, and the sheer contrast between the two is just a, another wow. Um, mm-hmm. And um, uh, Logan, uh, with this acquisition by, you know, and bringing Fox, the, the X Men characters into MCU at some point, I'm hoping, uh, hopefully okay. they'll make us uh, make a space for. Uh, an older Daphne Keen and see her be the X twenty three that that people are used that to. That would be awesome. Because so. what they because man, um, the interaction because I'm already a huge fan of Hugh Jackman anyways, but I thought uh, what he gets to do in this movie in relation to her, like the the two characters and how they meet and how they develop with each other, it's just really insanely good. Um, such such a great film as it. I don't usually toss it out there as like my favorite superhero film, but it, it might be one of them because it is so different than so many of them. You know, like what it's doing and what the story that it's being told is so, uh, it feels so uniquely different compared to the other uh, existing superhero films that I really, it stands out as, if not the best, it's it has to be in like the top five because it's just, it does so much so well. And... I wish I were more versed in the old man Logan books. Yeah. Uh, I know that this was already a visceral experience. This is the Wolverine that, you know, people had been waiting to see uh, as far as the level of violence, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because uh, it didn't it didn't pull back. There's a lot. It, it was extremely violent. Um, but the books 
were insane, uh, especially with uh, the Hulk parts of it and Hulk marrying his cousin, She-Hulk, and there's all sorts of craziness in that. Well, uh, agreed. So, with that, Corey, let's go to you. What's your number four? Daphne Keen as Laura oh. and Logan. <laughs> oh, no wonder she was so conveniently <laughs> She wasn't I, underwhelmed. No, I love this movie, and it is my favorite superhero movie. I, it's no secret, I'm just kind of over them, but this one, I don't even know why Bill and I decided to go see it, because at this point, I was already, like, over them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, and I, Bill loved the movie, too, it just caught my attention right away and she is great and i love them together so much yeah we Uh, recently just watched shame um which is the movie mm. that inspired the plot for logan and also has a uh a moment where patrick Stewart's watching it um yeah and shane's become one of uh i'm listing it as my favorite western at this point i was really taken by shane Corey, not as much um you didn't dislike it but you didn't love it uh I was like completely floored by that movie and was really into it. And I don't know if that was partly because of my love of Logan or not. Um, but I, I really, I, I, I really want to rewatch Logan. I also, I think I have the black and white Logan um, that they did. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and I really want to watch mm-hmm. it that way because I think it'll be really interesting. I also, I've not watched uh, um, Mad Max Fury Road that way either, which I've heard the Chromium edition is amazing. But I need to check mm-hmm. both of those out. But. My wife bought me about us the version of the Logan with the, the noir, the black and white. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's really cool. I don't know what made her do that because, but anyway. Yeah, I need to watch it that way because I think it'll be interesting to see it. But, um, but yeah, Corey, that's funny that we both had it for, uh, because I do know that you love that performance. All three of us love that performance. Um, that's why I, I felt like it could be on your list, Mike. But I agree, there's so many performances out there, but. When I was just like, my list is kind of my gut reaction almost. Like, who are the the first five that really stand out when I think back through kid performances, and hers? Even though it's it's one of the more recent ones on my list, um, it was it's the the character has to do so much, and in order to to really make us believe it, and I just think she's perfect in that performance. So, um. You have anything else you want to say about it, Corey? Before we move to Mike's number three? No, I feel like you guys covered it. All right. Well, Mike, oh, what's right. up for three? All right. Um, this one probably won't surprise you, although my pick may surprise you. I am. We'll see. Uh, I went with, and what's also interesting to me, I'm looking at my dates, and there is nothing before 2001 in any of my picks. That is unusual. Case. That is unusual. I, I'm not sure why I did that, but there we are. So I went with, uh, Glo- let me try this again. I don't know why I mispronounced the name. Chloe Grace Moretz, but not in what you might think. Uh, I feel like I've talked about this, and I may have included this film before. Uh, but in uh, 2008's um, The Poker House, directed by Lori Petty, kind of sort oh, of semi-autobiographical yeah. uh, oh. about it. And again, I, I think... Yes, uh, I, I agree with you. Um, I, this is an early Jennifer Lawrence performance. Selma Blair's in this, Bokeem Woodbine. That she stands, again, That when a role sticks out, and the, this is a ch- small child, and the circumstances 
that are unfathomable and you think are relegated just to being fictional but as teachers and I'm sorry Corey not meaning to exclude you but we hear about the possibilities and the the kind of family life that some children may come from and this is it this is one of you know it's just utter will, will break your heart or at least it got to me and uh, not so much because I can relate to it but just like I can't imagine putting you know putting so much on an on a child to you know I'm feeling guilty now that Abby's old enough to drive that she's taken her brother dropping him and then going to Polk State and you know doing whatever uh, not whatever but going to classes because of the enrollment the way she's doing that uh, it's I, I just it's just mind boggling and again to get these kind of performances from someone a certain age just I just mm-hmm. it, maybe it just comes naturally being a child at being a child in that situation I think you can there's definitely comparisons I would say to the Florida Project and there was another film of hers of Chloe Grace Moretz that I wanted I debated but I the Poker House is the one that sticks out to me and if you've never heard of Hick um, it's it's okay I know uh, it. it's uh, a few missed opportunities in it uh, a little iffy and definitely I don't know. It's it, I kind of feel dirty after watching it sometimes. So I don't. Uh, I'm not uh, to be truthful. There's some parts in the poker house. I just I'm like, oh my. And so there we are. I mean, I I'm a fan of Chloe Grace, uh, but I haven't seen this movie, so I can't speak to this performance. But um, it's funny how some of the child actors do come off as maybe they're burnt out by the time they get to being like adult age and still acting. Um, because some of, like like I mentioned, Haley Joel Osment was the same, and a lot of Chloe Grace's more recent films have been not so good, and you mentioned Joey King, um, whose performances, or more, it's not even her performances, it's the selection of films she's taking mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. been real questionable, and some of her performances. I, I think some of them are, are pretty bad. Um, the Wishing One, I mean, I don't know, I mean... Oh, I didn't see the Wish it. Upon. Yeah, I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I I just wonder how much of that might have to do with representation. Yeah. I mean, Tom Tom Hanks was stuck in certain roles, and once sure. he switched, uh, let's say, to CAA or whoever represented him, and you can see a very distinct turn in his career, and maybe that's where she's at. I know she's writing yeah. the laurels of uh, the kissing booth, which I tried yeah. to get into, and uh, everybody so bad. loved it. So I bad. couldn't get into. It. I just couldn't get. Into it. Um, I've been trying to watch the act with her in it. I I, I love Joey King. I really like her. It's just uh, uh, some of the roles, and uh, that same goes with Chloe Grace Moretz. She's I think she's great, but some of the stuff she picks is just mm-hmm. question highly questionable. Well, um, and Corey, you haven't seen the Poker House either, so I guess uh, it's it's one we both I think we well enjoy might not be the right word for what we would feel, but Lori Petty is an actress and. I don't think I've seen any of her films outside. I mean, like uh, directing roles. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Um, I should have pulled up her credits. I have it. I'm gonna tap there. She. That's her only di- directorial uh, credit, writing credit, mm-hmm. a bunch of other acting credits. Yeah. My goal. But, yeah, that's with Lori Petty. And my, I, I, I'm hoping to get Taylor to watch uh, A League of Their Own in the near future because she's not seen that. And it's such a beloved film for me. And, you know, her as Kit uh, was 
fairly confident in my introduction to her than following with uh, In the Army Now, the Polly Shore film. Really? Um, that one That one over Point Break? And, oh, well, I didn't see Point Break till much later. Um, I saw okay. parts I of it as a kid, but... Last year, maybe, for a movie club? Yeah, I think it was two years ago. I think it's been a while, but uh, we did watch it for a movie club. Wow. That was my first time. Uh, very much Come enjoyed. on, man. I, Catherine yeah. Bigelow, man. Well, I wrote it off because of, uh, you know, Keanu was kind of a laughing stock at one point. And so um, it was, I think, after Bram Stoker's Dracula, he got kind of laughed off. So you kind of ignored his stuff. And then The Matrix brought him back. But, like, I still kind of like, oh, but 90s Reeves is really lame. Plus, I mean, he's perfectly cast for Point Break. But when you look back at it, it also feels kind of like a, like mocking him. Like, yeah, of course you're the, the ditzy um, surfer. Um, well, um, but I mean, to be truthful, he is trying to be undercover. And no, he's and he's great. I again, now having watched the movie, I, I'm totally wrong in all of those reasons that kept me from watching it earlier. But um, also, you know, Fast and Furious is basically a Point Break remake, uh, but with cars, car thieves instead of surfers, but or bank robbers. Anyways. Let's but move on. Where else? Where else will you watch Anthony? Can you see Anthony Kiedis shoot himself in the foot? Literally. <laughs> All right. My number three. I went with um, a performance that, when I think about it, kind of reminds me of Bugs Bunny in a lot of ways, where he's like, you know, ain't I a stinker? And that's uh, Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. I love Home Alone. Um, I, in fact, I love both movies. I like the second one too. I grew up, you know, I was eight years old when they came out, uh, when the first one came out in 1990, and I saw it in the theater with my mom. And I've watched it, I think, every year basically since it came out. I watch it every Christmas. I'm sure I missed it a few years when I was in college and I was more jaded or whatever. But um, since I've been a dad, I've watched it basically every year. Um, so much so that even when my daughter was very young. We were. She was one time at Walmart with my wife after watching Home Alone, and she asked my wife why the hell she took her shoes off, quoting uh, the Marv line from Home Alone um, in the middle of Walmart, making my wife, you know, embarrassed beyond belief because she wasn't sure who heard our young daughter say that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm imagining her. Red. Yeah, and it's funny because as a high school student, she does not curse, and not just like like at us or even her friends have said like she refuses no matter what other high school kids do taylor does not curse uh but she got one out when she was young and that's i guess what counts <laughs> um but macaulay culkin obviously he's had a very troubled part of his life not uncommon with child actors and of course his attachment to the michael jackson rumors and theories and whatnot didn't help his career but he's so great in these two films he has a very natural leader, leading man type of charisma as a kid. And it's, you know, if he's come back now, he's, he's built himself up through podcasting. And, uh, I just saw him in a recent, um, the Seth Green, uh, directorial debut film that I'm Changeland. Um, Macaulay Culkin plays a, a version of himself, like modern version of himself. But, when I think of kid performances, man, how iconic is someone like how many lines in that movie are repeated? You know, like the, the screaming is parodied in Robin Hood men in tights, even, you know, the putting his hands on his face and ah, home alone. Like it's, it became such a a staple of the early nineties that it's hard to, to not include him on this list because he's outstanding. Not to mention he's up against, um, Catherine O'Hara, 
who is a legendary improv comic, um, you know, worked with Christopher Getz, and they they have some really great scenes together that are just, I think it just showcases how good he is as a child actor. So I have no shame having Macaulay Culkin as my number three. If I were to have him on my list, I probably would have gone the Uncle Buck route, even though it's not an iconic performance. Just, I, I I'm more, I, I'm just not a Home Alone fan. I'll watch it. It, oh, man. the the parts at the end with the grandpa and all that that definitely gets to me. But to say that I've gone out annually and watched it every year, I can't. I can't. I still, that. I laugh. Uncle Buck, Uncle Buck, I can watch every every time it's on. You know, I've seen Uncle Buck. I don't remember it well. Um, I don't. I'm. I, I feel like I've definitely watched it all the way through, but I don't feel like I've seen it multiple times all the way through. And uh, but Home Alone, um, I still. I I love Joe Pesci in it, and I always forget Marv's the actor's name because he's basically only in Daniel Home Stern. Alone. Daniel, Daniel Stern, Stern. Who? No, I, he's not an only. Oh no no hold no, on. no 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 no. Okay, I, I, I love him in Rookie of the Duke. Year, and I love oh, him in yeah. Whip It because he. He plays Ellen. Yes, he plays Ellen Page's father in Whip It. Um, yes, I, yes. It's you know a, an actual kind of toned down performance for him too, which I really really love. Um, but I, I don't know. I I love Home Alone. Um, I love almost every part of it. Like, and I'm not even sitting here arguing that it's a great movie. I just love it. Um, it works for me. I find That's, the humor yeah. to hold up, and it, it's his performance is a big part of that. But again, his performance throughout. Um, even like the little lines, like when he's talking to himself in the mirror, like making his plan for the day and the aftershave, which is the, where the first scream comes from. Um, well, the hand scream comes from, you know, the hands on the face, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love it. Um, I can't you, believe you haven't mentioned keep the change. You filthy animal. Yeah. Which I mean, technically not his line though, right? Like he does. No, but he does. Yeah. He, he does mouth it. it. Yeah, for sure. And I like that line, uh, delivery. Um, even when he's going through the house, you know, like just shouting for his family, uh, Buzz, you know, I'm in your room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Uh, Corey, you have anything to say about Macaulay Culkin? I mean, he's kind of a, I mean, as a kid, he's a badass in this movie. He's, he is. He's like, Bunny. Taking, he's taking care of this big, huge house and himself against intruders and he's doing a pretty good job you know um uh, i love to be okay. go ahead i'll let you finish i'll let you finish oh i just i love the part where i i think it's his cousin supposed to share a bed with him and mm-hmm. he's like real life brother the kid st- oh still um what's the bed and then yeah, that's uh you know. karen culkin who plays wallace in scott yep. pilgrim versus the world yeah yep heck i didn't realize that i haven't mm-hmm. seen this in a while but um and then just all the props he sets up in the house that look like dancing people at a party i just i love that scene it's it's as yeah. impractical as that scene is uh it is very serious <laughs> i mean there's so many things that don't hold up in that movie as far as like if you Ooh, scrutinize and, it but man it's so great i mean and, and where i was getting at see i thought you were going with that when you talked about him setting up the cardboard cutouts but what i was going at is what kind of homicidal maniac is kevin he surely has murdered these two over and over there's no way they could have lived yeah but, well he's just protecting himself see maybe that's a that's a thing i am i i got my eyes on you kevin i'm watching you and your sociopathic tendency just, yes he's protecting yep. his own home 
break but, into his I house. Mean, he's, uh, fair. That's fair. You don't got to kill him. <laughs> but All they right. keep coming for it, so. Well, we need to move to the next one, so let's go to Corey. Uh, what do you have for number three, Corey? Okay. I definitely talked about this movie before. And it was one of my favorite, the soundtrack was one of my favorite releases for Record Store Day this year. Ooh. I mm, had to go with Dakota Fanning as Lucy Diamond and I Am Sam. I oh. still have never seen this movie. I hmm. love this movie. Mm-hmm. I rewatched it like a year or two ago. It blows my mind that it was, it came out in 2001. Like, I can't believe that it's that old. But, um,. I love Sean Penn in this, and she plays his daughter. She is growing up, but she doesn't want to be smarter than her... Mm, I'm trying to think of a good word to use. Um, Mentally handicapped is the word used by IMDb. There we go. Um, So she tries to, like, stunt her own growth, even though she's a really bright kid. Um, And... You know, she's just having to navigate through, you know, I think it's the state's trying to take her away from her dad because of he's mentally disabled and how could he possibly take care of a child? Um, yeah, I just love this movie a lot, hmm. and I think he's great in it. Well, Dakota Fanning was one of those uh, premier child actresses that she did several films, got a lot of buzz. Um if you needed a young girl in your movie, it was a good chance it was going to be Dakota Fanning. Uh, there was a customer at FYE who w- was creepily buying the Dakota Fanning films, and it always made me very uncomfortable um, when he talked about why he bought them. Like, he never said anything, like, obligatorily off, but it just always felt like, okay, let's, please Wrong. stop talking about it. Yeah, it just, you know, like, we're talking about when we're talking about these actresses and actors we're being very like about their performance it's very clear that's what our emphasis on his was very much on how cute she was and i didn't like it um but uh, i haven't seen a lot of her movies like not as a direct result to that but i'd missed them and then i'd not gone back to them i've seen some more of her performances now and i've actually seen a lot of her sisters l fanning's performances um, partly because L keeps picking movies of directors that I'm a big fan of, or at least I'm intrigued by, like uh, Neon Demon. I, I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of Nicholas Winding Refn, really, but I'm always intrigued to see what he's going to do because I know it's going to bother me. Um, Drive's really the only film of his that I love. Uh, the other films hit me in ways that I'm just like, oh my god, I'm uncomfortable, uh, especially Neon Demon. Um, but I've seen a lot of L's stuff. She's you know She did 20th Century Women. She's really good in that. Um, Oh, I, I have movie. literally forgotten the name of the movie I saw earlier this year at the film festival where she's a singer. It's really it's it's okay. God, I don't remember what that movie's called. Um, yep, not at all. But uh, I, I, I I'm a big fan of Elle, and of course they both uh, did the American dub on My Neighbor Totoro as the as sisters in that mm-hmm. film, yep. um, which I think are really good. Uh, a little annoying, but really good voice performances. So. Um, I am Sam is one I have not seen though, so I have nothing to add. Uh, Mike, do you got anything? Oh well, I I don't discount the pick. I definitely lo- I like Dakota Fanning. I, I think that I am Sam is one of the two camps where you really love it or you really feel it's 
it's the uh, uh, Tropic Thunder make it like it has a big running joke about mm-hmm. inspired by M. Sam, which is I'm not I'm not saying this. I'm quoting Tropic Thunder. Uh, you never go full retard, if I'm not mistaken, is the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh that's gosh. again from the movie Tropic Thunder, but that's because Ben Stiller's character in the film, who is an actor, did a movie where he played a mentally handicapped person and went too far to the point that it ruined his career. And I am Sam. As Mike said, some people feel that way about that film, that uh, Sean Penn's performance yeah. is to the point of offensive um, rather yeah. than it is, like... And, and, but I, I, I don't bring that up to the, because I do think... Uh, the poor girl was caught in this horrible situation, and... Yeah. And, and she's not the one who wrote the script. Right, right. And... I, I don't definitely back up the, the pick, but just be aware that there will be people that get really upset. Yeah, I mean, if you look at like the critic that. score for the film, I think it's a twenty uh, a thirty three, I think, for Metascore, but like the IMDb user score is like seven point three. So people who are looking at it from the perspective, I think that it's offensive, get upset about it, and then people who find probably the humanity and the love of the the relationship enjoy it so it, i think it's just going to depend on how you take the film um and how maybe upset you want to get about the film because you know sometimes we get upset so that we don't look like we're insensitive you know what i mean like we we're upset so that we don't look like we're not woke so to speak versus actually being upset so hmm. either way um not criticizing the pick because the pick is solid because her performance is not the one that at the heart of the issue so um, that said, Mike, let's go to your number two. All right. Um, so the only male that makes an appearance on my list for whatever odd reason, but there we are, a mere four years before he became the Spider-Man that we all had been wanting. Oh. Tom Holland was in 2012's The Impossible, based on a true story uh, about the tsunami oh. that, yeah, uh, it starred uh, Naomi Watts, uh, Ewan McGregor. Ooh. Uh, very. When you go into the impossible, you just gotta understand it's obviously gonna be melodramatic. But I'm telling you, I got into it. Um, again, I think not being. If I were not a father, it probably wouldn't have affected me as much. But just the fact that this this happened, there was, there was probably some slight changes um, to events in the. You know, Hollywood's gonna take some liberties with it. It's just. There are moments where you're like, um, uh, it's not quite the same, but think of serendipity. Do you guys remember serendipity? With, I know uh, it. I have not seen that. Nor these, these seen near, okay, near misses and these moments where so close and, you know, this m- aftermath of this disaster and this is a family of, of five and they're trying to reunite and you just don't know, you know, when something hits like that and the things that happen, there's moments of tension i don't know how they did some of the stuff with the tsunami part uh it's just terrifying i don't know how people it's just amazing an amazing ride and i can uh, i don't know if this came into play as to get him you know getting him on board the mcu train but there we are tom holland in the impossible i've only seen holland in the mcu i think i don't think i've seen anything else um, uh, that may not be true. I feel like I saw one other movie he's in, but this one came. I I came across this one while scrolling through different lists and stuff, and um, I didn't know about it. And now reading it, I'm actually really intrigued. And also seeing 
It has a 73 Metacritic um, score, which my, is pretty high. My, my worry, you know, is that people... It is melodramatic, but, I mean, how could it not be, thinking about the events? I didn't realize he was in the Heart of the Sea, which I don't know that I'd want to watch. Yeah, I haven't heard good the, things. Um, I'm going to add it to my watch list anyway. It's... Well, it says I he's in Lock, the Tom Hardy movie, um, huh. which, I, I mean, he might be, like, a really small part or something. I haven't seen it uh, yet I myself, forgot. But... I forgot about Lock. Yeah, that's, yeah it's that's one I've been needing one. to watch because I'm a big Tom Hardy fan, and I still need to watch Bronson. Um, so I'm a big yes. Tom Hardy fan without seeing a movie that is, like, people rave about his performance. Um, There's a, an interesting one called The Current War, the about the war between Thomas Edison and George Westinghouse. He's credited in that one. I don't know who he plays. And he's got Benedict Cumberbatch as Thomas Edison. And Michael Shannon as George Westinghouse. Well, This is weird. I've never heard of that. Okay. I'm going to go to my number two. Unless, Corey, I'm sorry, uh, did you have anything to add to the Tom Holland pick? I I haven't seen that. I will say um, I'm a big fan. He is my favorite Spider-Man. Uh, I love him in the movies. I think he is excellent in Far From Home. Um, I think he's good in, in Homecoming and Civil War and the uh, Infinity War Endgame. I mean, he's one of the most quotable elements of Infinity War, right? Um, I don't feel so good. Uh, no, but man. I uh, I really, really loved him in this movie, um, Far From Home, this year. So I want to see Impossible. He's supposed to be... He's doing... He had some weird action movie with Daisy Ridley, and it like it got a lot of hate. Like before, it, it I think they ended up pushing it back. It's probably gonna get released like a year from now. Um, hmm. But it it was getting a lot of like negative criticism. Um, but they're trying to make those two big because they did so well in these franchise movies. You know, Daisy Ridley comes out as Ray, and everybody loves Ray, and then he comes out as Spider Man, and everyone's like, oh, he's perfect. Um, and they're trying to like make them a mainstay and I, so far it hasn't worked outside of their franchises so because the movies i've seen i've heard mixed things about ridley overall i've only seen her uh in midnight uh on the orient express and then she's in a movie uh, called ophelia where it's like from ophelia's perspective in hamlet um that has <laughs> gotten a limited release and i've heard mixed things about um but i would be definitely willing to watch it and i think she might be in one or two other things but both of them um have not had the best outside of their franchise career so far uh, but I do like him so I'm hoping he has a, a strong career moving on to my number two um, we're coming back to someone you've mentioned but from a different movie I'm going Chloe Grace Moretz uh, for my number two and while I, I don't think this movie holds up as well as when I first saw it I was so floored by her performance as Hit Girl in the movie Kick-Ass from 2010 that uh, she was forever burned into my brain because she is such a badass in this movie. My favorite scene in the whole film is when she, when it's the final fight sequence, but when she, the music kicks in and she goes down the hall just killing everybody, it's so insane. But even before that, because um, she comes off as this cute, innocent little kid, and then she drops the most vulgar f-bombs and there's tons of movies in fact <laughs> what inspired this list good boys is a movie that is literally that's what the film is it's a it's three middle school kids cursing and and trying to learn how to kiss playing with sex toys that they think are nunchucks like that's just in the trailer i haven't even seen that movie yet that's just in the trailer 
she does it so naturally that it doesn't feel like a kid being allowed to do adult stuff. She she curses like it's second nature in this movie, and her character that makes perfect sense. Um, but it's her performance that was so impressive. Uh, the opening sequence, I think we meet her is him shooting her in the chest with the bulletproof vest, and it's so intense. It's so crazy. It is one of my favorite modern Nicolas Cage performances too, because he is basically doing like uh, what if adam west was really batman like you know what i mean like is he's doing like the over the top kind of voice stuff uh the the like words he uses to like the platitudes he uses the pet names that he calls her the way he delivers it i just love this movie so much and she is the highlight to me when i look back at kick-ass her and big daddy are the best parts of this movie by far I mean, I could have even gone with 500 Days of Summer, which she's barely in, but I love how she she's like the younger sister <laughs> to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> but she's essentially the wiser of the two, and the wisdom that she imparts is so great. And again, the wrong kid doing it, and it sounds like a kid reading lines written for an adult. She's able to channel that and be a grown-up in a kid's body, and it's it's so weird because she's able to like deliver these lines with this gravitas that she's an adult not a kid you know pretending and that's what made me uh, immediately think of her as a great actress and why i'm always so disappointed when the movies she does doesn't feel that way like greta from last year like i i just don't feel like she's in it like i don't feel like she's trying to be great um and there's tons of other examples where she's not great this movie, um, for sure, is one where she exhibits how awesome she can be. Definitely agreed. You know, and there's one we haven't even talked about, which I'm surprised, and it was specifically made for her, is uh, her in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, because that character would never existed in the book. Yeah. And was written I for her, pretty much. What's that? I never read the book, but she is... I, 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 I liked her a lot in that movie, and my daughter was a big fan of the book, so we saw that when it came out, and... Yeah, actually, I, f I forget because she only does the first movie, and then Correct. they like yeah, try she, to replace her, up. and it just doesn't work. She she wisely um, did not join the rest. I I like the second and third one; they're not as good, but I think they they're still entertaining. The fourth one I did not see where they replaced the whole cast, and Alicia Silverstone <laughs> takes over. Hashtag as not my Roderick. Not my Roderick, indeed. Um, Corey, you have anything to add about Kickass? I um watched this movie one time and i did not like it it is a superhero movie in every sense um and also it's like kick-ass is kind of like the anti-superhero superhero movie you know it's it's what if comic books were real um but yet still a comic book and because like gun has his film super that is a similar kind of premise i think those two those two movies are an interesting like juxtaposition of these gritty real life superhero takes and um, Super is grounded a little more in reality than, than Kick-Ass. And the ending to Kick-Ass kind of, like, letting Kick-Ass be a hero at the end is a little tough, I think. But, um, especially, it plays differently in the comic book. Um, but, yeah, uh, no problem. No, no worries. Let's go to your number two, then. Okay. I have definitely talked about this movie before. Um, I like this actor, though. I've seen him in at least three movies. Um, but I went with Cody Smith McPhee mm -hmm. as the boy in The Road. 
I still have not watched this movie. I love this movie so much. Um, and I kind of want to read the book, but I have learned that when I really love a movie, I usually don't like the book. Um, but I, again, he's like traveling with his dad. Um, and he's trying to navigate through Viggo this. Mortensen, we should point out. Who's yeah. amazing. Um, like trying to navigate through this world where everyone is trying to just survive and it's legitimate barely surviving but he doesn't want to become he doesn't want to like be hardened to people he still wants to help people um i i really need to watch this i bought this the last time you were here i think um oh because it was we found it at a thrift shop and you were so you, know, you gotta watch this movie i'm like okay and it's as many of our films do it sits on the shelf um one day i'm gonna have to work it into one of our one of our movie clubs because i just he's he's such a young kid in this and i would guess maybe like 12 or 13 and they're having to move from place to place to place and they're just trying to get to the coast because they think they'll survive there and I don't want to talk about it in too much detail because I want you to watch this movie, but mm -hmm. just seeing him try to... He is... I don't want to say naive, but he doesn't just see the harm or you know, the bad that people can do to him and that's all his dad sees. Well, one, we should point out the uh, Chloe Grace Moretz connection because they were both in Let Me In, the American mm -hmm. remake yep. of Let the Right One In. Um, and... I forget he's Nightcrawler in the uh, X Men Apocalypse and um, mm -hmm. the horrible Dark Phoenix. Yep. Um, and apparently he shows up in Deadpool two for half a second in the scene where there's uh, Deadpool makes a joke about there not being a whole lot of X Men at the mansion. Um, oh, and they're behind the door, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I like him in some of these movies. I don't like him in others. Um, I'm not a big fan of these the last two X-Men movies at all. I really hated Dark Phoenix. Currently my least favorite film of the year, in fact. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I do, I really, I've been meaning to watch The Road. This, I saw this on many people's list for great performances. Um, I just, I just really need to watch it. Yes. He's great in Slow West, too. Which I also want to watch that. I've not seen that yet. I recently rewatched that when we were in our, uh, westerns for movie club <laughs> yeah oh good well then um let's go we're uh, it's time to get to the number one so let's get to mike okay uh so we've talked about uh, actress i'm kind of not sure what happened with this particular uh actor uh, where she's gotten to and Perhaps. then it's um, not what i thought it was haha <laughs> <laughs> um but the perform her performance definitely stood out. She did make an appearance in uh, not the Phantom Menace, but I want to say Revenge of the Sith is one of the decoys. She might have been in the second Attack of the Clones as well. But Keisha Castle Hughes in Whale Rider from 2002, and it, it it's it, it's hit or miss. But this one really struck me, and I, I have this drawing to films about Maori culture. And it's set in New Zealand, and basically this definitely touches upon these tribal traditions that 
are still carrying on today, but being that she's female, her grandfather is very much opposed to her insistence on being chief because it's always a firstborn male. And so she has to prove herself, an 11-year-old girl. And just the ending kind of gets me, and I'll be kind of... I won't go too much into it because it makes me wonder, well, what really happened? But overall, just she she just really stood out. And I kind of wish she had been in more films and more than not just this particular one. Let me see. Let me tap. Nikki Caro doesn't ring a bell as far as a um, director. But yeah, there's less than just a dozen. Uh, she played Mary in the Nativity Story. That's about... I don't know that I recognize any of the other ones, and maybe, which is a shame to me because I think she's got tremendous talent. I really enjoy following her on Instagram. Um, it's, I don't know, if you haven't watched it, it's one of those that once were warriors. There's a couple others that would stick out that mm-hmm. are escaping my mind uh, that have to do similar you know. ideas. There was one a year yeah. or two ago about. Um, I can't think it's something with like hawks it's like a, a tribe that hunts with hawks and it was a similar premise where it was like the female character is the lead character and she's not supposed to be in this tradition but she insists and like it's i can't think of what it's called but it's supposed to be really really good i think it was two years ago um God, i can't think of what it's called and i feel like it might have even been more documentary than it was fictional film but the way it was structured it became like a narrative but um i can't think of what it's called but that's I, I've not seen Whale Rider, but that's what it reminded me of when I was reading the synopsis. Uh, was this other film that I'd seen a commercial for, um, or a trailer for that I'd I'd wanted to get to and hadn't. Um, but there's a. It seems like that's a really compelling story of this, a female character who is in a tribe that does not traditionally allow them to do these things, and then that story of them overcoming that culture. I mean, even I guess reminds me of Mulan in a way too like that same idea of sure. the cultures you know suppressing what they want to do and then them doing it anyways and succeeding oh the eagle huntress <laughs> that's it I knew it was uh, hawk is obviously wrong because the eagle oh, and well. hawk are not the same but but I mean but this I mean the, what got me to that particular pick was the fact that you know that's an actual thing that tr- depending on the hunting with eagles mm-hmm. uh, that is an I'm going to have to add that because I would get a feeling I'd like it. Yeah, it sounds like it's in the same wheelhouse as this film. So, um, And I heard good things about it when I when it was coming out. But uh, Corey, I assume you're on my side with this. You've not seen Whale Rider? Right. So with that, sorry, Mike. Um, I did see two of your movies, though. Um, and I'm That's familiar fair. with four of your five actors. Uh, I, I don't know Keisha Castle-Hughes. Um, at least not by name. I know you mentioned she's in Star Wars movies, so I've definitely seen her and stuff because I've seen all the Star Wars movies. But, um, which side note, I am teaching uh, the entire nine, the nine movie Skywalker saga this year, um, in the lead up to the release of the Rise of Skywalker. And uh, when I last taught Star Wars was right before Force Awakens came out, and um, the shirts that my department my uh, academy got that year because we do like a shirt for the program um was themed for star wars and uh this year we're i'm doing the same but i'm doing it i'm theming it 
more about the academy so it's going to be it's going to say film academy like it says star wars and then in the text that goes in the middle you know the subtitle it's going to say the rise of burke buster because uh i i let students check out like i have like a library system with with film so they can check out movies to expand their cinema and i've started calling it burke buster um inspired oh. by one of my students last year like blockbuster but i'm burke and um, so the rise of Burkbuster inside joke for my group, and I think it'll be hilarious. Uh, they haven't seen the shirts yet. Um, I just started doing the Photoshop stuff today. Uh, it's looking pretty good. I'm excited about it. Um, but it's pretty cool. I haven't watched the prequels since I taught Force Awakens, so it'll be you know diving back into those is always a little tough. This ties back to the Eagle Huntress as well, because guess who's cast lead role? Oh, who? Uh, Daisy Reed. Oh no, not lead role. Narrator. Daisy Ridley. Ah, interesting. I didn't realize her connection to. Maybe that's how I came across it though. Um, mm. But hey, Corey, it's right up your alley. It's only eighty-seven minutes. Bam. There we go. With that said, let me get to my number one, and then we'll get to Corey's. Um, uh, I, I often talk about realism and naturalism in performances. That tends to be something I like. I like when a, a character feels believable. Um, they don't have to like feel like they would fit in our world, but they definitely have to feel like they perfectly fit in their world like there's it's organic and 100 percent grounded and um when you think of child actors a lot of uh, we i always think of old tv shows and little rascals always stood out to me as like a great child acting series even if some of the acting's tough and whatever um and the little rascals were inspiration for sean baker's the florida project and what brooklyn prince does as mooney in that film is one of the most natural, realistic roles, and yet is so endearing and so impressive with some of the stuff she does. And yes, there are moments where she's clearly just being a kid, but it just works for me, and I, without any hesitation, put her to number one. Um, there are several scenes that I could cite as reasons why. Uh, one of them is when she's sitting with her friend Jancy on the tree, um, and they're eating jam and, and bread and she's just it's just a, such a happy innocent moment and she wraps her arm around her and they're best friends i i love that scene but more when she's taken to a, a buffet a breakfast buffet um with her mom and the camera's just on her and she's just, it, it jump cuts because we're just sitting looking at her as she's eating and she's having these thoughts and these moments what if this happened and what if that it's so organic and natural and then I don't know if I've ever had my heart break more than the end of the Florida Project when she breaks down in hysterics, begging for Jancy to, you know, help help her. It's so sad, it's so tragic, and it's such an impressive performance. Um, you know, she's she's cast in a couple of other things. I think she's doing a voice in an animated thing. I don't know if she'll ever be able to top what she did in the Florida Project, um, but. I'll never forget this movie. Obviously, I, I've seen the film a few times. Um, I love it. It's one of my favorite from 2017. I, I am a big fan of what Sean Baker has done so far. Um, I like his kind of realistic approach to filmmaking. And, man, what he did with this film is just outstanding, in my opinion. So, Brooklyn Prince, my number one. Definitely a solid pick. Uh, what's it? I, I feel it's even more heartbreaking, I know, having driven past those. Yeah. hotels motels and just knowing even before because it's just that's it's unfortunate and a reality and uh, he's captured that really really well it's 
That's mm-hmm. a tough watch. I've watched it a couple of times. I don't know that I can watch it again. This is very difficult. I and man, again, I I guess the the joy in the film that's there, like his um, I I don't know. I pull a lot of the like, especially Willem Dafoe in that movie is also just mm-hmm. so amazing. Considering but, his previous roles, because he's usually such a heavy in this. Yeah, yeah, and he's so. Man, there's just so many scenes with him in it that I'm just I I love. It's it's see it's a dark scene, but when there's a, clearly a child molester is hanging around the hotel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but how he handles it, I love that sequence so much because he makes the guy come and get the soda, and then he just slaps the soda out of his hand and then takes his wallet. I just there's so many scenes in the film where I'm I'm inspired by what takes place, and I'm also you know there's a degree of um innocence that you see in the children that yes she's in this horrible deplorable situation yet her attitude and how she you know yes she does some wrong things but the the mischievousness of the character is so compelling and entertaining that yeah um and also the movie is from her perspective so much so like the stuff that you are aware of going on you're also kept in the dark for parts of it, you know, because she's in the dark about certain things. So the way Baker cho- chose to, to do the film, I think, really makes it more accessible than it could be because it is dealing with a lot of heavy issues. Um, but I, I've, I actually I taught this with my more advanced film class um, last year, and it just it got such a reaction from them. So, um, And, Corey, I know you've seen The Florida Project. Is there anything you want to add? I haven't seen this. You've never seen the Florida Project? No, and I knew this was going to be on your list, and I figured you're number one. Oh my goodness, Corey! Why have you not seen the Florida Project? I don't know. Oh I man, know. she probably. I think she was watching it a second ago. That's why she didn't say anything. <gasps> to, be, to be fair, I did not spoil anything really. Um, no. Yeah. It so. Doesn't sound. I don't really know if you know. You need to you watch know it. me. No, it's so good. You need you to know see me it. though. It's great. It's great. I would. Right. It's great. We watched Tangerine together, right? Like for movie club, didn't we? Yeah. You gotta watch this. It's so good. Um, plus Willem Dafoe. It sounds like it's gonna be real heavy. It it has moments towards the end, but it has a lot of lighthearted moments too. It starts off with kids spitting on a car. It's got Disney in it. It does have Disney in it and fireworks. And buffets. Buffet. <laughs> I mean, I do love food, but plus, plus, oh. it's literally down the road from where you grew up. Like, it's in Kissimmee. You see, you'll recognize items. Like, you'll be like, I've been there, um, or at least I've driven past that like wizard gift shop. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to your number one, and then we'll wrap up the episode. Okay. Um, I had to go with. Julian Dennison as Ricky Baker. Oh my god, I didn't even think of this. Um Hunt for the Wilder People um oh, from 2016. Yeah. Yeah. I love this movie so well, so much in the way that he and Sam Sam Neil or yes. Sam O'Neill. Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Sam Neil uh play off of each other is just perfect. Mm-hmm. Um I just I love too that they're trying so hard to make this poor kid sound like such a horrible kid. He spits and spits. stuff, and I'm just like, <laughs> he spits. <laughs> ah, um, you know, just I don't know. Um, uh, and I just love seeing like their relationship 
you know, like actually take a turn and they want to, you know. Yeah, they, at, at, they, initially he doesn't want anything to do with Ricky and then you totally believe the relationship as it goes on. Um, it's so great. I just thought, I just, this movie is just so good. Um, I, only, he, I I tried to get Taylor to watch this today before we ended up picking Clueless. She um, hasn't seen this? She's not seen it, despite me having sworn about this movie. Like, I love this movie. Yeah, it's great. I feel like she will love this she, movie. Everyone will love this movie. People need yes. to give it a chance. Um, I, I've taught this film three times I think three different years and every time it's one of the favorites like everyone's always apprehensive the name I think really turns people off because it's like what what is the wilder people you know and well, um, and, the, and the beginning five minutes or so after ugh. it well it but it wins you over the song yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. birthday song for Ricky Baker <laughs> wins over every crowd yes. because that's what yes. wins him over because that's what makes him like he feels welcome and at home because she's written a birthday song for him it's she's so, so great. great. Come on, she's so Come on Tupac. Oh my gosh. Tupac. And she's the mom in uh, Housebound. Housebound. Yeah, she's a I terrific just, actress. I, I wish that, that was still. On, that's not on Netflix anymore, is it? John uh, has it. I have it, but it is not on. It is no longer streaming on Netflix, I don't believe. Uh, I need to watch that again. But, alright. Um, uh, great. And he's also, if you, if you don't know this movie and you don't know who Julian Dennison is. You do because he is in Deadpool two, um, yep. and is is really good there. Although he is definitely playing a version of the same character, um, in my opinion, uh, not as good a character either in Deadpool two. No offense, I think he's fine in it, but I definitely think it's by comparison. I think this is such a epic character, and it's so funny. Um, there's so many quotable lines in that movie too. It's such a great film. Taika Waititi. As well, if you're not familiar with this film, he directed Thor Ragnarok um, and uh, What We Do in the Shadows, both just really good. I haven't seen um, Eagle vs. Shark or uh, is it The Boy? It's something like that. That's his other two films I've yet to see, but um, I plan on watching them as, at some point because I really like what I've seen of his. So um, that's a really good number one, Corey. I can't believe I didn't think. Yep. And again, I literally was looking at the movie earlier and it didn't occur to me that I didn't have him on even my honorable mentions list, and I love this movie. So, uh, shame on me. Good for you. Um, let's go to Mike's honorable mentions. All right, I'm going to zip through these because a few of them we talked about. The one I figured you would have thought I would have had was Natalie Portman. 100%. Leon as Matilda. Yep. Yeah, definitely was, was would have been. I, you know me. I want to give people other people recognition. Yeah. They start, Natalie Portman's long been lauded, so... True. Uh, Jodie Foster and Taxi Driver. Yep, I also McKenna thought she Grace. Was... Yeah, she. Oh. Uh, Jodie Foster was a tough one to God, not. I didn't McKenna think of Grace. The gift. McKenna Grace gifted. Was, uh, gifted. Uh, just oh. named. I just saw on, on Instagram by the Hollywood Reporter as one of the top thirty under eighteen actresses or yeah, actors. She's so good. Uh, Haley. Yeah, she's. Oh, that movie. I showed that to some of my uh, juniors last year and the year before, and they. Except for, uh, with a few exceptions, they just dove in. It's the one that turned me into a Captain America fan, really, because that just, oh, just such a good one. Haley Steinfeld in True Grit. Yep. Chloe Grace Moretz in Kick-Ass and Texas Killing Fields, uh, even partially in Hicks. Uh, Daphne King in Logan. Anna Paquin in The Piano. Kirsten Dunst in the in, in Interview with the Vampire. 
Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore in E.T., and lastly, Abigail Breslin in Little Miss Sunshine. I, I like that movie. I don't... Like, I like her, too, but I don't know. That... I don't know. Like, it's when I very think about quirky, that movie, very dark. It it's is. It's very all over, but uh, that's why I didn't make my top five, but mm-hmm. I, I really like... I Honestly, I really like Abigail Breslin, so I'm excited for the Zombieland sequel, which I've yet to watch a trailer for. Oh, the trailer's solid. I, I need to. I just haven't watched it. I hope they do a double feature, and I might have to take off at of work. Oh, man. Because I didn't um, get to see Zombieland I didn't see a Zombieland in theater either. Uh, that was the movie that got me back into the zombie genre. Um, I was like, I really like zombies. I'm going to watch more zombie stuff. And then I started watching like everything with zombies in it. Um, I think that movie got me into the Emma Stone genre. So. Uh, well, Good Boys was the inspiration for this. I've not seen that yet, but I do think J- Jacob Tremblay in Room is one of the best performances of a kid, so it's honorable mention. That's a solid one. Um, solid. Sophia Lillis in It. Uh, she was one of my favorite Ooh. parts of It. Um, I also had Haley Steinfeld, uh, Jacob Liebermeyer, in, or whatever it was, and now I forgot already what I said his name has changed to, but I loved him first in St. Vincent with Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy. Freaking love that movie. I think he's so good in it. And then one that popped in my mind that I completely blocked out, and I don't know how because it's one of the best performances from a uh, family movie, Christina Ricci as Wednesday Adams yeah, is yeah. so great. Oh, and yeah. I completely blanked on that because she really uh, – I my wife just watched Now and Then the other day on on uh, Netflix. And I've seen that bits and pieces. I've never sat through that whole movie. I've seen bits and pieces. My cousins loved it when we were in like middle school or whatever. Um, so I'd seen it, but I'd never really seen it. Um, but I was because she's in Casper and she's good. Like – uh, she was just solid, and I just thought of another one, but I don't remember the actress's name. But Little Giants, the Icebox, loved that character when I was a kid. Um, and what's uh, the Jonathan who died? Um, who was in Sidekicks and uh, Ladybugs? Jonathan starts with a B. I knew it. I can't think. But Corey, Brand- you know who? I, I'm surprised uh-huh. wasn't on your top five. The Corys. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about them from Lost Boys, but I figured I should probably keep it to one movie you hate for this list. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I did think about I don't like, but it's hate strong. I feel like you've come across pretty, you know. It's, I think people laud it like it's some kind of like masterpiece and it's a B movie at best. Brandis. Brandis, that's it. Um, but we I, love it for its campiness. I know. I know. You're right. It, it, I people have to who tell love you it something. love it for that thing. Yes. I wanted to, like, send you a screenshot of it. Do you remember in the movie when they're at the boardwalk and the band and the guy with the saxophone? Vaguely. He was in Boise not too long oh, wow. ago playing a show. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. I was like, this is great. And he was dressed just like that because someone I know, like, took a picture with them at the show. Well, do, do you have an honorable mentions list? Yeah, I have Eller Coltrane from Boyhood. Oh yeah, Haley. Sorry, Haley. I love Boyhood. Yeah, so good. I'm glad that I gave it another watch. Um, Haley Joel Osment, Sixth Sense, Abigail Breslin from Little Miss Sunshine, and Noah Wiseman from The Babadook. And if anyone says he's annoying, he was just doing his job. I I hate him in that movie so Same. much. But his uh, mother is insane. I, or, I or is she insane because of him? Is the, the no, freaking debate I think of the that movie? She is crazy, and that it's all from her point of view. So it's just like, 
it's just exponential. Questionable narrator. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I can't deny that he does some funny stuff, and I love the memes Dude. that have generated from him um, in the backseat of the car. Uh, <laughs> you know who I was thinking about before I started making the list? Hereditary is not one of my favorite movies, mm. but I love the girl... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who plays the sister daughter, and I can't remember her name. I, I follow her on Instagram, too. Um, I can't think of what her name is, but yeah, she's really good. There are so many. We definitely have missed some. Of, yeah, of all the lists we've done, certainly. this one feels like, as we're sitting here, I'm thinking of more movies that have great kid performances in them. And, of course, there are the classic ones that we left off. I mean, like, even... I never liked the Shirley Temple movies, but there's a whole generation of people who Shirley Temple was the epitome of child actors. Um, And obviously, like, there's some big classic films, The 400 Blows, um, Bicycle Thieves features the, you know, the great kid performance, um, which we watched on Movie Club not too long ago, and we both really, I think we talked a lot about his performance. Um, So there's tons of classic performances you can pull from. Um, even Lulu and her flower petals from It's a Wonderful Life. You know, there's all sorts of moments because they don't have to be the lead to be a great performance. But we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on social media. Tell us what you think the top five young performances are. And I will be seeing uh, Good Boys this weekend. My review will be up on BurkeReviews.com in the near future. But on social media, I'm at BurkeReviews. Corey? At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And Mikey? I'm at Server Monkey. And that's it for our episode this week. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another top five. Uh, until then, keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts covering the entire movie-verse as something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.